dismissive of some of the uh, research that we were coming across. So we had to really kind of just get rid of everybody that wasn't on our team, wasn't on on our page. We wanted we wanted people that we could actually count on that would support us, that were that were uh, people that um, thought like us or of the same philosophy. And so we were able to to recruit and 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 get people that you know were on the same page with us and become our allies. And and these are like the Dr. William Courtney's and. Welcome to the Miracle Plant Podcast, the show that inspires, promotes, and gives you a daily dose of inspiration from the people who have used cannabis to change their lives in extraordinary ways. Here's your host, Justin Benton. Welcome back to the Miracle Plant Podcast, where we discuss this miracle plant with so many names and how it's helping people in so many extraordinary ways. Today, we have a very, very special episode. I'm so glad you found us. Today, the president of Autism Hope Alliance, Kristen Selby Gonzalez, is going to interview me and actually ask me about our journey and questions and everything that we've been through to really fully help you understand where we've gone, where we've come from, where we're going, and how we can help you with your health challenge as well. So with no further ado, let's cue up the interview with Kristen Selby Gonzalez and myself. Hi, everyone. I'll be your host, Kristen Selby Gonzalez on the Miracle Plant Show. And boy, oh boy, am I so excited. We have an amazing show and a story to share with you today. Be ready to laugh, cry, and feel a renewed sense of hope. Today we have Justin Benton, and I can't wait to share his journey with you today. Welcome, Justin. Thank you so much for being here. Well, thanks for having me, Kristen, and I just am so excited to get to share this journey, and I'm just, just you know, beside myself because uh, you're just the perfect person to, to uh, you know, totally get this story out there so people can hear, learn, like you said, laugh, cry, and get a renewed sense of hope uh, in this planet. So thanks for having me. Absolutely. Well, let's just get started. Let's just jump right into it, right? So tell us what life was like before you got the call. Well, you know, we 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 had the, you know, the picket fence in the house and, you know, successful career and uh our our second uh, child was being born and, you know, the dog and, you know, the whole thing, right? Life was good. Uh, you know, kind of living a jet setter lifestyle and playing a lot of golf and and, um, you know, just really happy <laughs> and life was uh, no complaints. And uh, so we were just, you know, living our, our dream life, if you will. Um, and, uh, you know, just couldn't complain about anything. And then, you know, obviously something changed. Well, OK, so tell us, what is the diagnosis that basically forever changed your life? Well, you know. We were we were noticing that our second child um, was, you know, he was a happy, healthy kid. You know, we were playing catch and, you know, teaching him words and all the normal stuff that you would do uh, around the age of three. But uh, then all of a sudden we uh, he started losing communication. He kind of went into a into a you know cocoon, if you will, and wasn't making eye contact and was was, uh, you know, just kind of throwing tantrums and uh, like spinning toys and things. And it just. Uh, something definitely had happened. And uh, us dads, we tend to, you know, kind of be in denial or we just say, oh, it's just a phase. But my wife um, decided to um, get a diagnosis and go in and see if there was anything wrong. 
And so she went in and then we got a phone call that uh, really did forever change our lives. And uh, he was, um, you know, diagnosed with severe autism. And so at the time, I didn't know what that was. I didn't know what that meant. Um, I had, you know, just real vague understanding. And, uh, you know, it was the biggest gut punch in my life and biggest curveball from everything was great to all of a sudden my whole world, our whole world stopped to try and figure out, you know, how, how, how can we get our son back? How can we get him healthy again? Were you ever afraid you wouldn't get your son's health back? You know, we definitely had our moments, you know, when, when you see such a, you know, drastic regression from a healthy, happy, bouncy, talkative, you know, playful uh, child to just someone who's just basically sits in a corner in their own world, who doesn't make eye contact, who doesn't talk anymore, who doesn't want to play, just kind of, you know, does these, you know, repetitive motions. Um, Yeah, I mean, we were terrified. Um, but obviously I'm the only dad and, and my wife was the only mom and, and we were going to do everything we possibly could to, to figure out, you know, what happened and, and, uh, but yeah, there were definitely scary nights and, and moments where we weren't sure what life looked like. We didn't know if, if he was going to be able to take care of himself. We didn't know if he was going to be happy, happy, healthy. Uh, we didn't know if it was a, a life sentence. We, I mean, there, there was a, a lot of, uh, moments that we definitely were afraid. Uh, was there anyone who helped you unlock your son's health? You know, fortunately, I was raised holistically and understood plant-based medicine. So I had a great background and that was mostly because of my mom. And she uh, she actually also happened to be a school psychologist for over 25 years working with children with special needs. So I definitely had the upbringing and, you know, resources uh, just kind of built into my DNA. Uh, so she certainly was a huge factor in helping us get his nutrition and his diet cleaned up. And then I, I kept looking for solutions with other doctors and researchers. And, and, and I came across some research from a, a Dr. Raphael Mishulam, who was the basically, the, they call him the godfather uh, of CBDA. And he um, did some research in the 70s that was showing how this miracle plant was helping children with severe uh, epilepsy and seizures having incredible results. Um, and uh, as I came across this research to try and find some type of health, uh, I was able to look back decades of seeing that there was a plant out there helping helping people with with their uh, you know neurological ailments. And it was it was just incredible that there were there were people out there, mentors that were still alive. Dr. Raphael Mishulam just turned ninety one. And uh, so there's lots of research for us to go and, and, and start to figure out, um, you know, is there is there maybe is there hope with the miracle plant? Now, what did you do when you learned about the miracle plant, um, especially in the raw form? Well, again, because we had so many mentors, we actually were able to um, find some research from a uh, doctor, William Courtney, and he was the one that actually showed uh, proven research on juicing raw cannabis that helped with people that had late stage four and stage five cancer. And so we were, that was like the light bulb went off because again, remember I was raised holistically. I had plant-based medicine, uh, you know, understanding. And then when I found out that he was using this miracle plant in the raw, holistic, whole plant form, 
uh, it was, it was like, that's it. That's it. I mean, that's, that's the, that's, that's the, that, you know, that's the thing that, that, that hopefully will unlock the, the, the secret that we've been looking for. And it's crazy. No one else had really heard about it. I don't think until you guys really started doing this. So that to me is just huge. So, you know, you know, were there any, you know, people that on your journey that really created, you know, your greatest test, your allies or your enemies? And if so, you know, how did that look? You know, there were a lot of tests. Um, you know, there were people that in the originally, like when you get a, a diagnosis, a severe diagnosis for your child, um, especially that you have little understanding of, and there's just many people that don't um, understand uh, this particular diagnosis, you are going to kind of rely on the things that that are around you. And there were organizations that were, you know, their hearts were in the right place. But, you know, when we would ask them questions about, you know, what about a gluten-free diet or what about, you know, trying this or trying that? And they were just very dismissive of some of the uh, research that we were coming across. So we had to really kind of just get rid of everybody that wasn't on our team, wasn't on, on mm-hmm. our page. We wanted, we wanted people that we could actually count on that would support us, that were, that were uh, people that um, thought like us or of the same philosophy. And so we were able to, to recruit and, and, and get people that, you know, were on the same page with us and become our allies. And, and these are like the Dr. William Courtney's and, and the people that uh, were on the same, uh, same path. And, you know, as far as like, you know, as, as enemies go, I mean, there's, unfortunately there's a current healthcare system that we have and, you know, mm-hmm. they, 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 they've just, they, the, the system that we have in the United States anyways, is basically that they prescribe pills and drugs to give your child uh, for a disease that they don't fully understand. And you kind of become the gerbil, you kind of become the guinea pig. And so I wasn't going to go down that road again, because that didn't, that didn't gel with what, how I was raised and what my belief system was and my philosophy. And so when, you know, we just kind of dismissed that and anybody or any organization that wasn't on, on board with us, we just uh, got rid of them. And we were going to, we were going to blaze our own trail and and lead with our own heart. And uh, as I've shared this journey and this story many times with others, um, you know, I always, I always encourage parents to, to, to really trust their instincts, do your own research and trust your instincts. And that's what we did. Wow. That's so inspirational. Were there any setbacks when you questioned this miracle plant? Like, was it going to be the answer you were searching for? Well, you know, there was a time where my son was, um, you know, we tried to put him in some of these schools and, and they they were, you know, they're called like early intervention centers. And the first time we put him in one, it seemed to be going pretty well. And then we moved and then we tried to put him in another one that was really close and we were super excited and we we're like, oh my God, this is going to be great. And they, they basically just said that your son's IQ is too low to measure. He needs to be in the most remedial classroom with the most, you know, mentally challenged children with the strong, I mean, it, it, it was heartbreaking. You know, I still remember that day vividly that, um, you know, at that moment, you're like, what, what does his future look like? And if it was based on it, if we let them lead the way, you know, he, he, his life would have been completely different. Um, and, but again, we didn't, we didn't trust, we didn't put our faith in other people. We'd put our faith in ourselves and our own research and doing our own, trusting our own instincts. And so we were able to go to a, a fortunately there was a private uh, preschool that uh, we went to and uh, it gets a little emotional. 
But um, we went there, and I'll never forget that she said, <clears throat> she said, he's welcome here. And it was um, just incredible that for the toughest times that we ever had, that she was open-armed and um, we were able to find a school that that uh, accepted him and he was on a path that um, that he was going to be healthy and happy again. And, and, and so sometimes when those hardest things happen in your life and it's like the absolute worst thing, sometimes that path leads you to the, to the, something that you, you couldn't even have imagined before. And, and so, you know, getting him into that, into, you know, whatever you want to call regular school um, was just such a blessing for us. And so there were certainly times where we were uh, questioning, you know, whether or not, uh, you know, what we were doing was going to be enough. Yeah. Gosh, I mean, just everything you guys have gone through, it's just, just, I know, I know everybody watching too, it, it just really pulls on your heartstrings because, you know, everybody has a story, but often we don't ever get to hear it. So it's just, it's amazing. So was there um, a big final hurdle you might've had to overcome? Well, you know, again, so the, the, the biggest goal for us was, were we going to be able to get him to go to school without any aids, just go to regular school like anyone else would go to. And mm -hmm. so we, um, you know, our goal was kind of originally was maybe we could get it done by first grade. Mm -hmm. And, um, but the teachers and the aides and everybody, while he still was in preschool for another year or two, you know, they were giving us really encouraging reports and so kindergarten came and, and we still had an aide there for the first week or two. And, and my mom was overseeing it and kind of peeking in and making sure. And I was doing the same. And after about two weeks, the teacher came to us and the aide came to us and said, he's good. It's going to be OK. And that was really the final you know, hurdle that we had just been praying for. And uh, it, it came true. So how did it go with kindergarten? It was great. I mean, you know, he needed he needed to reacclimate and get the social skills. And he started, you know, making friends and doing the, you know, just the normal, you know, things that you do in kindergarten, you know, learning your letters and your name and your numbers and your math and, you know, modeling how you play with other kids. And uh, it, it, it was just incredible. I mean, we were so, so elated to, that he was able to just get back on the path that he had uh, veered off of um, because of this miracle plant. And his nutrition and his diet—it was—it uh, was unbelievable. Just simply unbelievable. Truly, truly a miracle. I mean, and now, how did you feel when you knew your son was back and you know back on path on the on his path for school, and really no have no longer having that autism diagnosis? I mean, that just must have been—I can't even. I mean, I wish I had that feeling. I, you know, I, 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 I'm still on that journey, but you know, that must have just been such a relief. Well, you know, it was it was great being able to, um, you know, share the news with with friends and and family, um, and and some. I mean, the close friends and family that were you know that lived close by, they were, uh, you know, they were they were stunned and happy and crying and and laughing and and it was it was a miracle. I mean, from where we were. Uh, with his severe, severe autism, with no communication, no connection, an IQ you couldn't even measure, to going to to kindergarten by himself. So sharing that news with friends and family, 
was was awesome. I mean, we 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 laughed, we cried, we hugged, we danced, we we just it was amazing. And so uh, that was definitely a, a moment I'll never forget. It's like you want to pinch yourself and be like, if I'm dreaming, don't wake me up. I just love this. I love this feeling. So now that your prayers were answered, what are you going to do next? Well, again, because we literally prayed and and looked for guidance and anything we possibly could find to get our, our son back and our, our prayers were answered. And so, you know, now it's our mission to pay it forward. Again, when we were looking for a solution, there wasn't a lot of hope. There wasn't a lot of answers. There wasn't much for us to go on. And now that we've unlocked this miracle plant uh, in the raw form, uh, we are going to pay it forward and we're just going to continue um, you know, I at the time I had other successful businesses that I was running um, and I was good at it. <laughs> and I, I, I noticed that there was such a huge gap, not only in the autism family community, but in so many other, you know, autoimmune diseases like fibromyalgia and, and rheumatoid arthritis and neuropathy and all of these complex health ailments that that for, that, you know, doctors just don't have an answer for. And, and so when I started to see people who were, you heard our story and they would come to our, our little shop that we had, and it was just a simple, you know, dot org that we wanted to, to pay it forward, share the same story, share our journey, share the same products that worked for us. And, you know, it's, we were giving it away in the beginning to friends and family and anybody. And then at some point when I saw how much it was helping people, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to stop everything I'm doing. And I sold off my business and I stopped everything I did. And I said, I am, I am prepared to go all in on this and, and educate the world about what I figured out and, and help uh, a billion people by 2025 is, is, what we're, is what we're after. And so we're just here to pay it forward, educate, give people these, this, this miracle that is, is right, right under their noses. This hemp plant has been growing in our country since the 1600s, before this country was a country. The Spanish brought it over, and we've been using it for all kinds of things, whether it's sails or ropes or clothes. And who would have known that, you know, just in the 1970s when Dr. Raphael Mishulam, the Yoda, if you will, um, found this plant in this, this CBD or CBDA, which is the raw form, could help children with epilepsy and have seizures reduced or go away. And, and now here we are seeing it with, with, you know, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people's lives uh, in the past five years. And so uh, we're just here to pay it forward and educate and do everything we can because this plant came to our rescue. Now, how can others learn, you know, more about your journey or more about this miracle plant? Uh, yeah. So what we're going to do is, so I made a, a, I mean, there's lots of ways and obviously we really appreciate, you know, everybody that, um, you know, follows us or has heard about our journey and, and, and things like that. And we're open for questions and you can reach out to me. But the simplest thing to do is, is just go to um, www.miracleplantebook.org. And it's a real simple ebook on there that will tell you more and more about this miracle plant and uh, just answer some of your questions and just go there. Some my contact information will be there as well. And um, if you want to learn more, just dive in and uh, you can always reach out to me uh, as well. I'm easy to find, um, you know, at, at, at themiracleplant.org is a website, but just go to, to www.miracleplantebook.org and read about it more. And if you have more questions, you can find me through going that, that direction. 
Gosh, what an inspirational story. And for everyone watching and listening, it's just, it really is. It's a miracle. And you just really provided so many, including myself, with so much hope. Thank you so much, Justin, for being here today. Well, thank you so much, Kristen, for interviewing me and for um, just uh, all that you've done. I know that this is close and dear to your heart, too, for what you've done uh, as the Autism Hope Alliance president and for your son and all the work that you do. So it's been great, uh, you know, getting to align with you and your mission, because our mission is basically the same thing. Mm -hmm. Heck, yours is called Autism Hope Alliance, and we're on a mission to heal the world. So thanks so much for having me, and I can't wait to continue to do great things in, in 2022. I love it. And what's the vision again? How many people? How many billions? One. Well, we're just going to shoot for one billion by one billion. Okay. You know, we'll one billion. Two billion after that. <laughs> well, I, I just like to put that vision out there: one billion by twenty twenty-five. You know how I end every meeting. So at the count mm -hmm. of three, let's say heal the world, right? Because that's what this is all about. Ready? Absolutely. For all of you out there that are listening, whether it's live or whether it's on a recording. Join in. On the count of three, we say heal the world because that means we're sending out the vibes and the energy. Those that are looking for a solution, that are looking for a light, that are looking for something to help their family. They're at the last, you know, just shred of hope that they hear this podcast or they they find out about this plant and that they can experience the same miracles that we did. So on the count of three, let's say heal the world. One, two, three. 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 Heal the world. Thanks, everybody. All right. Bye, you guys. <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah. What do you say there, Dan? I said this before we jumped on, but you have to warn us before you get emotional like that. Wow, that is heartbreaking. But really great. That was a great interview. She's such, an, she's such a great person. And if to have her do the interview with you was uh, even made it better. Yeah, she's awesome. And she's she's gone through a similar journey and she's still on her journey, like she said. And, and it's it was, you know, so amazing to to align and how we were able to find each other and uh, partner up with her organization, autismhopealliance.org has been great. And uh, yeah, it's, uh, it, I certainly didn't plan on getting emotional and, uh, but you know, sometimes you, when you do relive some of the things that, that we had been through on our journey, you know, everyone has their story and everyone has their journeys and ups and downs. And it's just when it's your child um, and you're the parent and you're the one that really has to kind of figure it out. Like they're so young, it's not something that they can really do. And when, when there are those moments when you don't have, like you're, you're at that last little shred of hope, um, or their hope disappears on some nights and some days. And, and, um, it really was just a miracle. We didn't, you know, we just had no idea that uh, a plant that has been used medically for 8,000 years that we in America think of as, uh, you know, a recreational um, variety. And, uh, um, you know, because of the Dr. Rafael Mishulams and Charlotte Figi and, and what we saw with seizures and epilepsy, uh, it's just opened up this Pandora's box of what this plant can help people with in so many different ways. And, and that's why we got started. That's why we started the podcast to share these stories. It's why we started the .org to get access to the education and, and products that people can, can, can take and see for themselves. And I know this day and age, it's confusing. You know, part of it is 80 years of, you know, people trying to tell you one thing about this plant. Then, and now it's, you know, there's more confusion because now that there is more access to cannabis, whether it's hemp or, uh, or of the THC variety, there's, 
this, how, which one do I get and which one's different and which one will help me feel better, which one will make me high, which one won't. And so now we have so many more questions that we have to answer and we're up for it. And so now the conversation has shifted. Um, and so it's just really giving people access to education, to understanding the plant, understanding how it best interacts with our body, which is just like any other plant, we should be eating this plant. And if you can't grow it in your backyard, which would help you do that as well, then you need to be getting a plant that's whole plant, cold pressed, raw CBDA, high CBDA or high CBGA, uh, you know, varieties in your diet. As Dr. William Courtney says on here, it's a dietary essential that we eat this plant and keep this plant as part of our uh, daily uh, habit. I'm sure my mom has something to say. Do you want to add anything? Oh, so much. Uh, no, I, and I wanted to emphasize, like you did in the meeting, in the podcast, there are so many people, in fact, there's a majority of people I've worked with with autism over my long career. Uh, there's just no hope. People don't have even the vaguest idea that there might be some way to literally get rid of the most uh, problematic symptoms and things like that. And I remember even at once we had uh, him in school, I was telling the teachers there, well, he's still in preschool. I said, my goal is that by first grade, he'll be in regular school. And they just laughed at me because they've never seen anybody with autism. You see people all get better at school and doing their homework and sitting in the classroom, but they still have the autism diagnosis. They still need a lot of support. There's still a lot of huge issues left. And after, I can say, but at kindergarten, when he entered kindergarten, he no longer had any, any handicapping conditions, wasn't getting speech and OT and definitely had moved beyond that very painful moment um, at the preschool where they just literally saw nothing in him, just said there's nothing, you know, he has nothing, he cannot learn anything, he, there's no hope for him. And after we were, he was in kindergarten, one of the teachers who was laughing when I said he'd be a regular boy by first grade, she said, I didn't believe you at the time, but she said, it's even a year early. And so there was a few people along the way that were helpful but just in general, most parents of kids with autism don't realize there's any hope to really, again, too, like bring his IQ back, bring his functioning brain back. And that's the one of the hugest miracles to me of the CBDA is that it literally regenerates, repairs and regenerates uh, nerves. And so he, and you could even tell it with him because after his brain had regenerated and he was talking and learning and he was already like by the time he started kindergarten reading at a second to third grade level. Um, he w could remember things that had happened before the regression. And that made it so clear that it was his brain that had regenerated. Isn't that we suddenly taught him all these things. And so again, too, as a parent out there, I just always want people to know that there's always hope and there's always improvement and don't just accept, um, like even as I worked as a psychologist, don't accept whatever they tell you because most people in the field don't have a big enough vision of what kids can be. And so they just, you know, get their IEPs and teach them this goal and this goal at a very, to me, incredibly slow pace. And so every parent out there needs to know there's hope and to fight and don't just accept. And then we were just blessed that we had the right team working together. I felt really blessed that my life as an integrated nutritionist and as a psychologist and who'd worked in all kinds of fields in that area, all the skills I learned were just perfect for exactly what he needed. And to me, that's serendipity that that worked out. But so any message I can give is... There's just such a big difference as we look at, like Justin mentioned, all the thousands of types of marijuana products and hemp products and CBD products. 
that you start thinking CBDA, raw, whole plant, organic, because our body has receptors just waiting for that. And it's just so much more powerful. And so it's hard to get that message out sometimes. So my two messages are think raw, whole plant, CBDA, and just have hope for whatever condition you have. And especially for the countless parents uh, with children with autism. It was like one in 15,000 children when I first started in the field. And now it's between like one in 44, one in 23, depending upon who's reporting the research. And so we have this hidden pandemic of autism. And to me, the CBDA in its awareness and discovery and uh, coming up with the product is a total match for this massive silent pandemic of autism that literally only the parents or the teachers are even aware of it. And so again, too, I hope this message gets out there and you know, we've devoted our lives, like Justin giving up his business, to focus on offering hope and solutions. So I'm very excited and hope people listen to this and just realize here is a solution. Thank you. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Renee, you're on stage. You got a question for us. Be happy to. We're recording the Miracle Plant podcast. Feel free to fire away or comment. Oh, wonderful. Thank you so much. And um, my name is Renee. I am the founder of Eye of Africa, which is a nonprofit organization that supports malnourished children in West Africa. And we're actually in the process of developing a nutritional product uh, derived from hemp that helps to combat the most serious type of malnutrition, which is protein, protein energy malnutrition. Um, and focusing on these unseen victims of the war on drugs um, that are not necessarily the ones at the forefront, but um, they are the ones who can definitely benefit from the nutritional values of hemp and cannabis-derived products. So um, basically emphasizing the important minerals that are contained in hemp the potassium, the magnesium, the calcium, the iron, the zinc, um, the complete source of essential and amino and fatty acids. You know, I'm, I'm so grateful that I came across this room here on Clubhouse and hearing this this topic. It's it's so amazing. And and thank you so much, Janet, for the information that you just shared. Um, beyond grateful to be here. Thanks so much for your time. I will say, too, hemp is... Uh, Justin always says a quote about from Jack Herrera that I don't know if hemp can solve, save the world, but it's the only thing that can. And so it's wide benefits. And as far as nutrition, too, it's a complete vegan protein. And if you leave the shells on when you're making a product, it's also a complete fiber. And it's the uh, prebiotic, we call it, has both soluble and insoluble fibers, and which is what our microbiome you know, controls our whole immune system. It's what feeds our microbiome. And so, right, there's just nothing, like you mentioned, the fatty acids, omega-3s and 6s and 9s and things. Um, there just isn't another plant on Earth. And also the fact that as humans, we have receptors and our bodies make endocannabinoids, which is why we have receptors for all the hemp-type products. Uh, it, it's just a, you know, miracle plant sometimes doesn't even seem strong enough to me. <laughs> um, it, is the, it is the solution. And I, and I applaud your uh, mission, uh, coming up with a healthy uh, food with the, like you say, the proteins and things that the kids need. One thing I would do if, if possible at all, just please try to make it organic. We have so many kids Absolutely. damaged Absolutely. with the 
pesticides and herbicides and all the drugs and all the different things that we put into those innocent little bodies. Uh, so no, I, I just totally applaud your mission. I'm so glad you discovered hemp and, and what it does. And then again, too, the hemp extract or the CBDA is an excellent solution for all kinds of health issues. And we have so many kids, and especially if you've had not had access to good food and diet, there's often different disease states associated with that. And so that also is something uh, to consider. And I think you'd be a great person to partner with, too, to see if there's anything we can do to help. Oh, that, that'd be wonderful. Thank you so much. And, you know, um, six American presidents have signed executive orders classifying hemp as being a strategic food resource. So um, we are doing a great disservice to the rest of the world by ignoring that. And I do intend to make a, an all-organic American-made product that can be used all over the world uh, to combat the most devastating aspects of malnutrition. So thank you. I'd, I'd definitely be interested in, in further investigating that, Janet. And, and just growing the hemp plant, too. I don't know of the conditions in all of West Africa. Uh, but hemp, again, grows with, it doesn't need much water, certainly does not need herbicides and pesticides. It cleanses the soil if there are any toxins in the soil. It cleanses the air around it. I mean, it truly is the most unique plant, I think, on Earth. And so, again, to another one of our missions is try to encourage people just to grow it. Start with your backyard, you know, replace corn that we grow for cows and those sorts of things. So I'm just very, very excited to have met you. And um, also blown away, Justin, by uh, the interview. It's always hard. And you never realize those deep reserves of like pain and things that you went through until someone asked you just the right question. So um, overall, I think. Uh, I'm just excited that we can share our story, and I'm just very excited to have met someone again, too, that maybe we can continue to help in a wider way, because our mission is heal the world, literally the world, and so we're trying to continue to reach out farther and farther, so thank you so much for being here today. Renee, can you repeat the organization again? Absolutely. It's AYA of Africa, A-Y-A of Africa. Awesome stuff. Well, um, again, it's it's because of platforms like Clubhouse. It's because of, you know, producers like Dan and Podcon X um, that we're able to share these stories and meet people around the world and continue to educate and align and 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 get out there and heal the world because that's what it's all about. And at the end of every show, we always unmute our mics and say heal the world so we can send that energy out there to people that are looking for hope, that are looking for an answer, that are looking for uh, you know, just just knowing that there's something out there that can can restore hope. And so on the count of three, we say heal the world because that's what we're doing here. So let's do it. One, two, three. Heal, heal the world. world! Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Season 1 of Dope History is now available at dopehistory.com. Dope History weaves you through the lives of those who have been touched by cannabis or have had an influence on the events that shaped our laws or relationships with this plant. You'll hear tales from Frenchie Cannoli, Keith Strop, Eddie Lepp, Tom Alexander, Ed Rosenthal, Wolf Seagull, Jorge Cervantes, and Tommy Chong. Available now at dopehistory.com.